Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is Alicia and Whitney on Coming Coming Up Higher, where we're cultivating atmospheres for God to move in everyday life. Hey, guys, welcome to Coming Up Higher with Alicia and Whitney. We are super excited today because we have some special guests on that we met, I think it's at least a year ago, maybe two, but um, they're two special guys who just love the Lord and uh, have a have a duo together called Last Call, and we just love their heart. We love their ministries, and we just are so excited to introduce you to them today. And Alicia will go ahead and read their bio. Yeah, so Adrian and Chakra from Last Call, um, we're just so happy to have you guys on, and I love your guys' story, your music, um, and you know, good music is something that should inspire the listener and cause them to to really come up higher, like we talk about in our mm-hmm. in our. A podcast here and you guys that's your heart um your best friends who uh hail from bermuda and you formed the i love this part you formed your duo uh, based on deuteronomy 32 30 how could one man chase a thousand or two put ten thousand to flight unless their rock had <laughs> their rock had sold them unless the lord had given them up and you guys believe that your mandate is to take the gospel of Jesus to the world and lead people to authentic praise and worship. And that's so evident from what we've been able to see. We've known you guys for a short time, but um, of course, follow you on social media. And we just love your guys' heart for worship and and all that you're doing. So welcome to Coming Up Higher. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Yeah, Good to so- be here. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. So yeah, they're from Bermuda and we just love, we actually got to meet them in uh, Atlanta was the very first time we met them at the Spin Awards. Mm-hmm. But Augusta March for Jesus is where we kind of all got to, got to get to know yeah. each other a little better and everything. And that was really awesome to march down the streets of Augusta, Georgia and praising, praising the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So tell, yeah. yeah, So tell us um, your guys' testimony. Tell us, you know, if you each individually want to take a little time for your personal and, but we also want to know how you guys became friends and how this ministry of last call started. Okay, sure. Um, (laughs) So last call has been in full effect close to five years now. Um, We became last call in uh, August August 2015. Um, and so it's been an amazing journey. Uh, God has shown us so many things and he's come good on so many promises already. Um, Chakuri and I actually met probably closer to 2009 or 2010, around that time, through mutual friends. Um, we actually met at a youth event. Um, I was singing there with my praise team and our mutual friend actually brought him. And it's kind of crazy that I never, I didn't know him or even have heard about him because Bermuda is such a small community and the music and the music community is even smaller in this small community. (laughs) Bermuda only has, I think, um, I think the, I think we have about 65,000 people total on the island. And so I was just blown away that I didn't know him. Um, And so later on I found out that he sang and when I heard him sing, I'm like, how didn't I know this guy? How didn't (laughs) I hear about him? Um, But anyways, we got close, we got closer. we got closer later on, but we became friends. It just organically grew. Um, and we got closer maybe six to seven years ago is when we became really close and started to do things together a bit more. Um, we actually started singing and, and plays and different events here in Bermuda. And um, 
the whole last call came about, we actually were singing backgrounds for a friend's concert that, that uh, our friend was having. And so one day after that concert, we went to my grandmother's house that night. And we just had a discussion about ministry, where we see ourselves in the future, what we want to do, um, our approach to ministry. And we noticed through the conversation that majority, if not everything that we were talking about, uh, like our, our visions were kind of aligned already. And so God laid it upon to Cray's heart um, uh, about us becoming a duo. And it was, God gave us an option. He wasn't saying you have to, but he was saying, you guys, you should consider this. And, and so it sounded very enticing to us. And so what we did, we prayed about it. Uh, we fasted about it. We even spoke to our pastors, like our leadership about it, just to see what they, they were seeing something different. And so basically we gave each other, or we gave this thing a deadline meant to come up with our answer. And crazy enough, we knew before the deadline that we wanted to go ahead with it. And God gave us to go ahead to do it. And so that's how Last Call came about. The, the name picking process is a whole nother story. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, I, gonna... I don't know the story behind that. And I'm, I was curious. I'm sure you guys get that a lot. But what, what caused you to call yourselves that? Electric Crates Org. Um, so, so we had a few options for other names. Um, and... I guess one evening we love sushi. So we were eating sushi at our sushi restaurant and Adrian went to the bathroom and when he came back, he just looks at me and was like, last call. And I was like, last call. <laughs> and then together we said last call. And then we knew that that was going to be the name of the group. And then shortly thereafter, God gave us the reference behind why he inspired that name. And of course we know um, last call usually um, signifies the last call at like a bar or something like that, last call of alcohol. But um, God was saying that this is the last call for um, people to really get to know who I am and to enter into the kingdom of God. And um, it's almost like a clarion call, like that sound, the, the trumpet blowing to say, hey, guys, let's get serious. These are the last days. Yeah. And so um, last call really goes you know, far above just the singing group and worship leaders. It goes, it's a movement, you know, and so it really is our mandate in the earth realm to um, be that voice for God to say, hey, you know, um, the kingdom of heaven is at hand and, you know, will you be ready, you know? And so for those people who aren't saved, that's our mission is to try to, to get them into the kingdom. And those who are saved, our mission is to inspire them to stay saved and to give them great material to worship God too. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it uh, in a nutshell. That's so good. There's so many... <laughs> things I love about what you both said yeah. <laughs> like dive into a couple episodes with this yeah but um I just I love your hearts and I love um Adrian you just said something that was so interesting to me and something that we've noticed too is that God gives us choices and mm -hmm. like you said you know it wasn't God forcing that okay you guys need to do this this is my plan for you you know if you don't do this you're gonna have a horrible life but it was just God mm -hmm. saying hey think about this like think of of yeah. You know, I have dreams and plans that I can bring about through this unique connection. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and so just the listeners that are listening to this podcast that, you know, there are different choices we can make that'll lead us on different paths. And they don't always there's not necessarily sometimes it's not just wrong and right. You know, sometimes it's like it can be mm -hmm. a good thing here, it can be a good thing there. Um, but just really yeah. a key thing that you guys did was you prayed about it you submitted to authority in your life with your pastors and said, what do you think about this? You fasted. Like you guys, I love, 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 love hearing this because 
you know, Alicia and I are a duo. And of course we're kind of built in cause we're sisters. So, <laughs> um, but there's, there are other, you know, whether it's a business uh, partnership or a marriage even, or just, you know, different, different, um, like covenant relationships that we really need to be careful and we really do need to seek God's face on, on entering into these things because we know in the music industry, like you guys know too, yeah. that that could be life or death for, for your music, yeah. for, you know, it could, it could really make or break you. And especially in ministry, you want to know who you're ministering with. You want to know that you're like-hearted, like-minded, like-spirited, because that's when you can be, be fruitful and that, and really bring God's plan about. Uh, through your ministry you put that 10,000 to flight too. <laughs> yes yeah. yeah and it's it's evident that God's hand has been on this you guys have had some billboard success too with your your first mm. single victory and we love that song oh my gosh by it's the hands a- of the almighty I've been <laughs> set free yeah, 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 yeah. we love that we love yeah. it and so um tell us kind of about that process did you did you guys write the song or how did how did that come about yeah we did write it we wrote it right here in bermuda um so how it happened is trecray was actually home uh just worshiping god on his own worship time you know just communing with god um and god actually downloaded a melody to him and with the melody came lyrics mm-hmm. by the hand of the almighty i've been set free healed delivered made complete now I'm walking in victory. And so what Shakray did when he got that, he actually made like a little sample scratch track on his phone through GarageBand. And so he was so excited about the song. He called me up, he's like, listen, I'm gonna bring a song to you. Um, and so it will, we were about two weeks out from the biggest concert of our lives, actually. <laughs> and so I want you to hear the song. He came over my house and let me hear it. I immediately fell in love with it. And I said, this is a hit. I said, this is something, this is, this is really good. However, it only had that one part to it. So then we wrote the back part. I got my joy back, got my peace back, got my hope back, I got my strength back. And after those two parts of the song, usually, you know, a song would have maybe two verses, a chorus, a bridge, or, or a vamp. But that song only has two parts too. And so we were, we were kind of searching to see what else we could add to it. And God's like, that's it. That's all I want. That's all I want to put in the earth. And so we just said, we said, okay. And I said to Chukri, listen, we need to do this song at the concert. Um, and a lot was riding on this concert. One, the, the concert was entitled Gospel Versus Cancer. And so one of the things we did with this uh, concert was that all the proceeds that were, that were made, we were, giving it to an, we were giving it to an organization called Bermuda Cancer and Health and for their Equal Access Fund. And, and the other part of that is that we had a lot of record executives that were coming to, that were coming to the island um, to hear us sing, um, and one of which was Fred Jerkins of Dark Child Gospel. And so when we sang this song, he fell in love with it that night. And he asked us the next day, he actually reached us through our, our manager, Apostle Earl Howard, and said, listen, I want to put this song on my compilation album. And so we all talked about it and we said, hey, let's, let's get it done. And so about two weeks later, we found ourselves flying out to Atlanta to his studio Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we sang the song, it went very well. And then it came to the point where um, he was convinced that he wanted to make it the second single off the album, but it turned into the staple song um, of the album or a staple wow. song for gospel music period of the year. Um, mm-hmm. um, and, and we can see the fruits of it being um, on the Billboard, um, Billboard Airplay or Billboard Indicator 
and uh, media base, as well as we, we won a, a BMI award as well um, for, for songwriting for the song. And so it opened up so many doors for us and so many people have been blessed mm -hmm. by the song, uh, testimony after testimony after testimony of how the song has saved someone's life or how they felt like going on because of this song, Victory. And so we just thank God for the song and entrusting us with, with all that he's given us. Mm, yeah. I, I love that again. <laughs> I know. I think, I think it's interesting. There's a common thread with you guys is that you're spirit led mm -hmm. and, um, no, we don't need to add a, a verse mm -hmm. or a verse two or a bridge mm -hmm. or whatever to this because God said that's enough. And I, and yeah. I, I think yeah. that's, that's very important. Um, even how you got the song is so similar to my process. A lot of times mm -hmm. to create, um, is mm -hmm. God will just give me a melody and words that just fit right into it. And, and, and mm -hmm. when you're communing with him and when you are in the secret place, there, there are melodies in the atmosphere. There are words, um, I believe there's even melodies uh, that he attaches to scripture. That's happened to me when I've read something, all of a sudden it's like, it just flows out, but it's because you're connected to the vine it, and out of, out of being connected to the vine, the fruit overflows. And, and so that's, that's awesome. And is being spirit led can open up doors that going with the plan, going with the system, going with the normal structure of what's going on in the music industry mm -hmm. right now. Uh, this yeah. is not how we do things. I'm sure you've heard that a lot. This is, it needs to be three and a half minutes yes. long. It needs to be this and that. Yeah. And it's just like, no, about it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's like, no, I have yeah. to be obedient to what God has given yeah. me to, to proclaim yeah. and give out. And so that's just mm -hmm. another, from the point where you guys got together as a duo, it was spirit led mm -hmm. to the point where you mm -hmm. wrote a song and changed up your concert that had a lot on the line, but it was like, no, we have to do what God's asking us to do. And that act of obedience after act of obedience is what has led you to this place. And so right. I, I think yeah. that's, that's a, a testimony within itself is, yeah, you have the, these awards and these things, but what's the story behind it that got you there? And, yeah. and simply is, you know, obedience. Yeah. Amen. And you used a word earlier. Um, what you guys did about movement? This is a movement. And that's what I just, Trey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Chukray said that. So I just, even with you, you just talking about, well, God, God told me, you know, this is it. This is all that's in the song. I feel like there's a movement that needs to come in Christian music and gospel music and worship where we're not worried about those industry standards, quote unquote, like Alicia was talking about that. If it has a two verses and a chorus, great. If it doesn't, like if it's just a chorus, but being willing to go off the, the regular path, you know, to, mm -hmm. to bring God's sound into the earth because we don't, we don't need more of, of what's already out there. Like we don't need to just, I guess what I'm saying is just duplicate something just, just to have a hit or anything like that. Like we the world right now needs God's sound. Mm. They need his words. They need, you know, even just the mel like melodies are so important and, you know, not even just yes. words, but just the melodies that God wants to release in the earth. And so I just want to encourage anybody that's in music listening that be, be willing to be authentic and spirit led because that's what the earth is groaning for in this time. Yeah. For the, the people that are willing to go into the secret place and, and come up higher with God and, and hear his heart for Bermuda, hear his heart for the United States, hear his heart for the world and release it. Yeah. And we have to, we have to like, 
not that I need to give anyone permission to do that, but I give you permission that, yeah, you know, I release you <laughs> from the okay. standards. Yeah. <laughs> I release all of you from the standards of feeling like you have to fit into this mold or this box that the industry, or maybe that the, the business that you're in or, um, you know, the, the friend group you're with or whatever, like God has so much more in store for you than like the little box that we've mm. put ourselves in. Amen. Amen. That's my soapbox. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. But I want to hear too, you guys had talked about uh, when you were coming together as a group and you were sharing your visions and just your heart with ministry and stuff. I would love to hear, um, you know, just some of that. Like, what is your vision for ministry? What, what are some, um, I guess, like motivations or, or what do you see um, when you, when, you know, when you talk about that vision for your ministry? Um, it's always be just love to see the power of God move, you know, in whatever capacity, whether it be during a live concert or whether we're in the studio or, you know, we're, we're looking at comments on um, YouTube. We just love to see the power of God move and, and just have his way. Um, I remember like we, you know, we've had the, the privilege of singing on some pretty big platforms um, and what we always say that doesn't really matter to us um um sorry do you hear that rain is that you're okay okay yeah, cool sorry. You're good. I'm on, <laughs> it's raining, but i'm um uh, so what what's the most important thing for us is that the authentic the authenticity of worship is felt regardless of the venue regardless of the amount of people um that's there um the best event that we've ever had, you know, and we, like I said, we've sang in front of, you know, 3,000, 5,000 people and all that. Um, but the, the most powerful time that we've had in worship was when we were invited um, to do a prison ministry. It was a co-ed prison and they had like a Christmas program and we went down there. It was only about what, couldn't have been more than seven or eight inmates that came. And we sang one of our songs called Freedom. Mm. And it's an actual, it's a fast song, you know, it's up-tempo. But as we started to sing, you know, freedom to the prisoners, I mean, they're crying and they're, they're, they're walking up and down, hugging one another. Um, and come to find out one of the, the inmates were about to be released like in two days or something like that. But the thing is, we're tearing and it's like, it's weird to see people, I guess, worship that hard to a very fast up-tempo song. Usually we have dance moves and yeah. stuff. And just to see the presence of God sweep through that place. Like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Nothing has touched that experience for us. And, and, you know, to see people that are quote unquote, you know, behind bars and technically or physically bound have so much more freedom than some of us that are walking the streets today. I mean, that to, to us, you know, just floored us. And we were like, what is happening in this place? And it was only about a handful of people in that room. It was us, the hosting church, um, and a few of the inmates. And that was it. And nothing will... Nothing has taught that experience. You know, we've seen the Holy Ghost move in a service where the preacher can't preach and that whole thing. But still, that that one time at the co-ed facility right here in Bermuda, um, nothing has beat that. So I guess for us, when it, you know, just to get back on track with the, the answer, I'm, um, that's what we're looking for. You know, when we take the stage, that's what we want, that same experience. And so things that we have to do to prepare our hearts, we have to be prayed up, we have to be warmed up, we have to know the pulse of the house or the place that we're going to because you know this victory might be great in some 
churches, but you know, maybe a different song would be better, like uh, one of our songs um, called uh, Deep Wells might be better in another, you know, so it's all about discerning and really, like you said earlier, um, to be connected to the vine and hear what the spirit is saying, you know, for the people, yeah. Yeah, be and we're big on atmospheres as well as worship leaders. Anybody called to be a worship leader, you're called to be an atmosphere changer. Yeah. And you're called to yeah. shift whatever atmosphere, whatever people brought in, whatever is going on in church politics, whatever's going on in the world right now, you're called to take everyone's attention off that and glorify the name of Jesus because it's in his presence that that everything changes, that that people become healed and and set free like those prisoners that uh, in the outward they they seemed like they were bound but they're more free like you said than, than some sitting in the church pews because they know um who their god is and and they're cultivating that relationship with him and so i i think that's very important as worship leaders to know that you're not just going into play Simon says, or say, do what I do, raise your hands, do this, but no, I'm going somewhere in his presence. And I want, I want you guys to come along with me because I know I can go there because I'm tapped into that stream in the secret place. And I know he's powerful and he can do things because I've seen it and I have a testimony. And, and so that's something that I think is very, very valuable. And that you guys bring to the table is, is, um, recognizing the power of his presence and and realizing that music can change atmospheres if if we go in with that one accord and one heart and so i'm curious to know was music something you guys had a passion for as young children like was songwriting a part of that when did that gifting when did you really notice um that gifting being uh, alive in you and I want to hear both but um if Adrian wants to start with that one sure um I so my family has been musically inclined my grandfather played uh pipe organ and sang in the choir as well as his brother sang in the choir on my grandmother's side her brother played guitar and and so music is in the bloodline um the first time for me that I really noticed that I had something special I was about six or seven years old. Um, I was I was in like a, it was like a combination of summer day camps that came together to join a big choir um, at an event in Bermuda called Camp Aroma. So it was like over a hundred children of all these different camps that came together. And so we're all singing, learning these songs to perform in front of our parents and our family. And so the choir director stopped and he pulled me aside and he said, listen, um, keep in mind I'm like six, seven years old. He said, listen, I noticed you have a very nice voice. It's very unique. It, it stands out from everybody else. He's like, would you like to sing the solo? And I said, me? <laughs> you know? Um, and I think from that, and, and I went on I, and I did it. And I remember, um, and I, my grandmother still has the footage on DVD um, and showed me. And I, thinking back back then, I wasn't nervous or anything. I said, sure, I'll do it. And so I think from that day on, when an adult was able to identify the gift in me and told me about it, and I was able to see it and, and, and look at the reaction of everybody else I said okay I must have something and from that day on I've been involved in music um as far as songwriting I think I started off writing poems as a child mm -hmm. um even if it was one line um and then that's and I started to take piano lessons later on in life and so I would try to put it with a melody from things that I would learn piano lessons but I have been writing music for as long as I can remember music has been a huge part of me um 
that's the only, as far as giftings, that's the only consistent thing that I've done. I mean, I've been athletic, but music has always trumped that, you know? And so, um, and once I got saved and gave my heart to the Lord, it was only right that I gave my gift back to him. Um, and so that's what I've been doing since that day that I gave my life to the Lord. So music has been in my blood and I've been singing and dancing and I'm not a good dancer, but I always do dance. Um, I've been doing it for as long as I can remember. Awesome. Yeah, and for me, um, similar, I guess I also grew up, I loved music, always had a passion for it. Um, the very first time I ever saw live music was, of course, at church, you know, because you had CDs and concerts and, and you know, DVD, well, not DVDs back then, it was actually VHS tapes, but, but um, um, you know, and whatever came on, you know, the, 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 you know, the cable channels. But I never actually saw like a real live microphone or real live piano or drum set, you know, until I um, started to go to church. And my family started to go to church when I was about six or seven. And so I was like captivated by it. I was like, oh, wow, look, a real live piano or a real live drum set, you know, a real live organ and real live choir. Like, you know, and so I was drawn into that. And so I, too, started to join every choir that I possibly could. I did this camp, um, summer camp called Art Tempo, which is like a youth choir, a show choir. So we did like a play as well as sing and dance in it. We had to make our own costumes and all that kind of stuff. So I did that for like three or four years. And then um, always had music in my heart, but then I kind of was looking to do other stuff. Like I wanted to be a psychologist. I wanted to be a dentist. I wanted to do everything. But then at the age of 16, um, God, you know, arrested me and was like, I realized that this music, gospel music, was something that I really, really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so I changed everything to kind of fit that. And, um, you know, I went to school in Orlando, Florida, to Full Sail University and, you know, got a bachelor's degree in music there. And then I started to attend a, a church in um, Orlando where I got to know a lot of cool people in Orlando, the area, and started to sing and travel with my pastor and things like that. And so that's kind of how I knew, um, you know, um, um, and and the, the hardest thing is that when I decided music, it was I didn't get much support, believe it or not, not from um, my teachers, not even from my family. It was something that I knew that God has called. But, you know, they was like, no, you should be an accountant. You should be. That. And there's nothing against those who want to be accountants. But um, I think it's more important to be obedient to what God is saying. And so it wasn't until I was like, well, listen, if you guys don't want to help me to go to college because of what I'm choosing to study it's fine. God will provide. And that was literally my mentality. I was like, I'm either going to Berkeley School of Music or Full Sail, one of those two, and I'm going to do it with or without the help. So eventually they, you know, they gave in and, and, and I know now that they see they're like, wow, the thing we, we did because God truly did have his hand on my life. And so, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause so much of your guys's like story is similar to ours too. And yeah. That's what we originally, she was going to school for nursing and I was going to school for marketing because that's like, was the responsible thing to do. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with that, but obedience is what we should be striving for, seeking for. So um, I'm so glad that you guys followed that call and that leading that uh, God has on your life because it's blessed so many, it's blessed us. And we know that there's just so many great things in store for you guys um, because your heart is postured towards him mm-hmm. and just what you do just overflows from your relationship with him. And that's so important. And I want to hear about uh, the new single that you guys have out. Why don't you tell us about that? 
Definitely. The new single is entitled No Greater Love. Um, and it's funny that I, I think I talked about victory as well. No Greater Love happened very similar to victory. <laughs> <laughs> the process of it being written. Once again, Chakri is communing with the Lord, right? <laughs> Every good so story. So gave him a melody one more time. <laughs> it sounds very familiar, doesn't it? And so, so basically God, God gave Chakri the melody and the framework for the song, I believe, the verse or verse and something else to it he brought it over to me and he let me hear it and i said cool and so i put a little back end on it um jesus everything and more everything and more a little something and then we we built it together from there um now that song does have a bridge and a, a chorus and a verse um, right but, yeah but the sentiments of the song it just talks about the greatest love that we could ever find there's no greater love than the love of Jesus Christ, the one who laid down his life for us. He didn't have to, but he did it. And so we just wanted to talk about the greatest love that we could ever find. And we wanted to remind those who may have forgotten about the greatest love or, or to tell somebody new who didn't know about the greatest love. Um, we just wanted the message to get out there that Jesus Christ is the way to go. You could look all over and never find anybody like him. And so that that's basically what it is. We released it around the Easter time because the sentiments of it kind of fit the Easter season. However, it's relevant 24-7 um, every day of the year. And so, um, yeah, no greater love. We love it. We've gotten great response from it. Um, I, I have fun um, checking, like, the, the YouTube, like YouTube comments underneath the videos, and we get notifications every now and then through the email. And I just love to see how things bless people. That's, that's one thing that I love to do. Um, I, I just love to keep tabs on how people are being impacted by what we do. And it just helps to fuel us to keep on going. Whenever we're having a hard day, we can look, go back and look at the comments of, of lives that are being changed. It's like, that's why I'm good at it, you know? Um, and so we, we, you can just draw on that and, and just, just keep on going another day. And so no greater love. We love it. It's a, it's a beautiful song. I like to hear it myself. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. Isn't it funny how your own songs preach to you sometimes? <laughs> it's like you go yeah, back. Yeah, like, yeah. All right, God. Okay, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's so true. And um, So you guys have two, do you have two albums out right now? Or is it just the one? We have one, um, our independent record, which um, is entitled 10,000. <laughs> um, so that, that released before Victory and No Greater Love. And then Victory was a part of our producer's album, which was entitled Project of Healing. And there's some other great artists, gospel artists on there as well. Bishop Paul Morton, Trinity 5-7, Lowell Pye. Um, and then No Greater Love is our first, the first single that's going to be from our new album, which we have yet to record because of COVID-19. Yes. <laughs> so um, hopefully, man, as soon as this thing lifts, we should be able to get back to Atlanta to finish the record. But we are writing and writing and writing and, you know, um, yeah, so. Awesome, I'm excited that, to hear what, right I'm excited to hear what's coming out of writing in this time, because that's what yeah. I like the most difficult or like secluded seasons, like come the best music. And so, yeah. like. Yeah. I'm sorry that the artist had to go through that, but I cannot wait to hear the music. Yeah, I know. There's going to be all kinds of good stuff coming out from mm -hmm. all four corners of the earth. I really believe. Oh, yeah. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just one common theme. I want to encourage our, our listeners. If you get something from this as I'm reminded of, of Moses, when God was calling him into new territory and he was calling him to do these things. And, 
he just said, well, I don't want to go if your presence doesn't go with me. Mm. And yeah. so um, that's been a common, a common theme we've been hearing from last call today and, and even in our, our testimony in our life. And, and we want to encourage our listeners is follow his presence. Yeah. And if his presence doesn't go, don't go. And if his presence tells you to sit still, sit still. And, um, and God will ensure that you are where you're supposed to be at the right time around the right people and, and doing the right things that he's called you to do. If you're, if you live that presence centered focused life. And so I, I've been blessed by your guys's testimony today, guys. Thank you so much for, uh, coming on this podcast and, and letting us just be encouraged by your story. We appreciate it so much. Thank yeah. you for having us. It was so much having us. We can't wait to see you guys again. Yeah, I know, right? Oh. I know. We need to collab one of these days for sure. Have yeah, a couple right. duos. <laughs> oh my gosh, a writing session would be amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> as soon as this stuff lifts off, and if you guys are based in Atlanta. No, no, we're actually in Missouri, but we record in Atlanta okay. as well and stuff. Gotcha. So we make, yeah. make cool. trips there. Yeah. yeah. We would we would make a trip yeah. for that. <laughs> we'll tell you that. Yeah. Much. yeah. yeah so yeah. go ahead and tell before we get off here, tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you on social media and uh and where they can find your music. Yes, yeah, so you can find us everywhere at Last Call Worship, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well as you can check out our website, www.lastcoldworship.com. All of our music can be purchased wherever digital music is sold, iTunes, Amazon, Google, MP3, um, and just simply search for Last Call Victory or Last Call No Greater Love or Last Call 10,000, and we will be right there to sing for you. Yes, <laughs> on demand. <laughs> exactly, like COVID can't stop that. <laughs> yes. Great. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, again, we were so blessed by this. To our listeners, go find them on social media, support them, buy their mm-hmm. music, and uh, prepare to be blessed and be in his presence. Yes. All right. Thank you guys. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Mom.